Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Louisa Barton in the studio. I have special guest. Actually, I have two special guests. One is a guest co-host filling in for Jody Everton. That's Joe Alberti from Chestnut Hill Arabians and the Ocala Stirrups program. Joe, thank you for filling in. Absolutely. I feel a little out-championed at the moment. Oh, please. Because, um, <laughs> I don't have any medals or any of these these here. And then I have Madison Rafus here who is a top reigning champion in her sport and does some ranch horse and some other things as well. And she's amazing and incredible. Madison, thank you for being with us thank again. Thank you for having me. We've got a couple of segments with Madison. We're gonna hear a little bit more about her, but to start with, I've got to make a few announcements. Uh, first of all, the Arabian Equine 101 last week was, yes, it was the great. at Chestnut Hill Arabians. Uh, coming up, we've got a couple of things. Um, we've got the summit coming up. That is conversations about conservation. I made it, I got it out. It's so hard for me. I don't know why I can't do that. November 23rd, um, that's going to be at Ocalabrita Sales um, at 11 a.m. That's going to be an event you need to be at. Horse Farms Forever, one of our incredible partners, uh, is going to be presenting um, both uh, the owner, Mr. Malone, the owner of Bridalwood Farms, and also Kevin Sheely here from the CEP where our studios are located, going to be talking about the importance of conserving farm, conserving farmland, the importance of why Horse Farms Forever exists, their mission um, to preserve the culture that we have here in Marion County. And of course, that's part of what we do at the CEP with the Equine Initiative as well. Our farms are very, very important. Uh, economically, obviously, they're very important, but they're also very important for our culture and our lifestyle here. So um, that's going to be something you definitely want to be at. Absolutely. And you can go to the Horse Farms Forever link for that to sign up and attend a wonderful summit, very informative. And actually, Mr. Malone uh, is the largest privately owned, uh, the, the person who owns the most privately owned farmland in the United States of America. Let me get that out the right way around. Uh, also coming up, Seminole Feed Stores likes to appreciate their customers. And so to do that, they have customer appreciation days. September 25th and 26th, lots of things will be on sale. You'll be able to go to their 40 West and meet a Grandview Clydesdale, which will be lots of fun. Everybody loves yes. the Clydesdales. Um, there'll be lots of great sales and great prices um, and everything right there uh, at Seminole Feed Stores. And of course, we love them. So we're going to be mentioning as much as we can to get everybody out to really enjoy uh, a great day and also some great discounts. We have our Piranha Question of the Week for you. And I'm going to ask both Joanne Madison and actually, I'll start with Madison Ladies first. Throw her straight under the bus here with a question of the week, which is, if your horse is at school and you get a call from the school principal and your horse is in trouble, what did he do? Oh. oh. Did he eat oh. someone else's lunch? <laughs> Definitely sounds like something he would do. I know, I know he'll eat anything. Or, I read yes. that. Um, either that or he'd like... I don't know. <laughs> get into something. Get into something. <laughs> he got into something he shouldn't have been yeah, in, for sure, was, right? He was doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing. Joe. So if my horse... Yes, was at school. Okay. And the principal just called you and said, Mr. Alberti, and it was that stern voice, and you mm -hmm. were like... Oh. He probably tried to run somebody over going back into his stall. <laughs> he's really bad about that. He's 23 years old, and he's still bad about that. So that would probably be it. He was like, i got to go home. Uh, yep, it's like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. So, yeah. So mine would probably have nibbled somebody on the rear end. On the bum. 
Not a mean bite, but more of a like, hey, 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 I'm here, I'm here. Can you, can you touch me? Can you me? pay attention can to me? Can you touch me? Oh, she's ticklish. I shouldn't make her snort. It's not a good idea. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We might be in for the snorting competition. Uh, thank you, Chaparana. That was a good one. I really like that one. Uh, uh, so tell us. You can comment below or you can message us and let us know. If your horse was in trouble with the school principal, what would he have done? It's a very, very good question, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I think we're all thinking now, like, hmm, what could possibly have happened? So lots of great things coming up here. Of course, we're going heading back into big season. Not that we had a real drop-off this <laughs> season too much, but uh, especially not you guys have been on yeah, the road. Yeah, we've been on the road, non-stop. yeah. Non-stop. Uh, but we've got a great lineup. We've got Dr. Kayok coming up. Uh, from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. He's going to talk about corneal ulcers. Um, certainly a time of year that we have to be extra concerned because I know most of us have got fly masks on our horses in the field right now, but um, you know, even then they can manage to get dirt rubbed into an eye and all sorts of things can happen. So something that we're going to chat to him about. And then he has something else to share with us that he just learned oh. uh, last night. And so we're going to ask him about that too. Okay. Then we're going to have a couple of segments with Madison. We're going to talk a lot about how she accomplished all of this, um, which is very exciting. We're going to talk about her horses and how she got started in riding and a little bit about learn a little bit about reining and uh, what a great and fun sport that is. And then we're going to switch it up to Joe, and we're actually going to learn about the Arabian breed. I think Madison's going to stay with us. She cannot fire away with some questions. We're going to learn a lot about them. Um, last week when I was at the Arabian Equine 101 that the CEP put on, um, at Joe's farm. I was hearing him speaking and it's the second time and you know when you hear the second time you pick up things you missed the first time and I was listening to him talking about the Arabian breed and everything you can do with them and how versatile they are and what an amazing breed they are and it really made me go you know what Joe's going to be in the studio I really should get him to do this again because it's very informative uh, and they are in absolutely uh, wonderful incredible horses so we're going to share a lot with you about what Chestnut Hill Arabians is doing here in this community in Ocala, what they're doing with their Ocala Stirrups program, and just watching um, Tom DeSillo from Piranha's little granddaughter oh, yes. uh, was absolutely brilliant last week, and just seeing them, uh, the way that the Arabians are so energetic and, and got so much impulsion, and then at the same time can be in your lap, um, which reminds me a lot of, of Sunny. Uh, my horse, of course, who passed away this year, very, very, very much like that. Very full of energy, full of life, ready to go, even at 35. Wanted to be in the lead, but if you wanted to sit down in your chair in the field with him, he'd come and was happy to cuddle. cuddle and, and, you know, and when, you, when you'd ridden him for a little while, he got, you know, he was still really fast, even up to, like, the, his very last ride. But he always had that sweetness where he could, mm -hmm. you could totally diffuse that whole... Right you know that whole energetic and, and get comfortable with him so so that kind of reminded me also that made me think gosh i really really want an arabian <laughs> well we can make that happen i know you can that's what worries me we can me. make that happen that's what worries me <laughs> having just been around them and, and interacted with them and they're so friendly across the stalls to people when they come they are in. they really like the human connection they do and they like to chitter chatter have you yeah. been an arabian bone i have not okay well so. you're welcome anytime there you go you got an invite yes. but they're they're really interesting they chatter and they put their heads over and they're very inquisitive and mm -hmm. very interested in what's going on and 
Yes. Yeah. So, um, so amazing barn to visit. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm encouraging um, interaction of absolutely. breeds and disciplines yes. like all the time because I think how cool is that? You yeah. know, especially that we're all in Ocala. I know. Yeah. It's true, and, and lots of events coming up for you uh, in the next few months too. So you're going to be yes. super busy as well. So isn't it great teenagers yes, that are like. Yes, that are loving this and into it, and really, it's it's absolutely fantastic. I think it's great for young kids. I think courses are great for the soul, for the young and old. But I think from a young person's standpoint, they really teach you how to um, <laughs> how to. This like um, having a director offset that goes like this, and Joe goes. <laughs> seconds and due to Tom Schmitz Tom Schmitz we won't be running late we'll be running early so we're gonna go to break we're gonna run our wonderful horse farms forever video our uh, partner we love partnering with them and when we come back we'll have dr. Adam Kayot corneal ulcers and ferrets stay with us on the horse talk show <laughs> show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. 
All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Back on the second segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. In the studio with me, I have a couple of champions. I have Madison Rafus here from the world of reining and ranch horse. And I have Joe Alberti from Chestnut Hill Arabians and Ocala Stirrups, which of course is the world of championship Arabians. So I've got champions either side of me and a champion on the phone. <laughs> Absolutely. The champion vet, Dr. Adam Kayot. Welcome to the show. It's lovely to have you back with us. So, Dr. Kayot, before we get onto this topic of corneal ulcers, you text me today that you learned something new last night. And I've got to first of all ask you what and then how. Are you now That's treating ferrets? <laughs> So we're laying there, and this is like before we're getting ready for bed, and, and Danielle's like, she's going through her phone, you know, and she says, I don't remember what the meme was, but the, but the gist of the meme was that female ferrets, if they do not mate, will die, like this painful, awful death, and I just, there's no way that this is true, like this is not true, right? So... I, uh, of course, go to Google because, you know, I'm a horse. Talk to Google. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, that's looking for Dr. Google. And so I like Google, you know, the female ferret die, blah, blah, blah. And uh, sure enough, wouldn't you know it, if, if, if intact female ferrets do not mate, they're their bone marrow stops producing red cells and they become anemic and very painful and it's this awful death. I'm wow. like, oh my gosh, how Who terrible knew? is that? I didn't know. They didn't teach you that in vet school. <laughs> they did not teach me this in vet school. No, I did not. So, moral of the story, have your fets, have your ferrets spayed, please. Yes. Well, all I can say is, and perhaps because I have a teenager in here, I should perhaps block her ears, but all I should say, I think, on this topic is it's a good thing I'm not a ferret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to touch that. Yeah, not right. even going yep. yep. to touch that. <laughs> so switching it up to corneal ulcers, uh, poor Madison's you know. mom is like, oh, no. <laughs> not for that reason. <laughs> Let's talk about corneal ulcers. And at this time of year, I know I've got my horses rolling around itchy in the dirt and they like the, um, the mister. They like to get under the mister and then they like to roll around in the dirt. And of course, right. we've got fly masks on them, but uh, not always foolproof. You're probably at this time of year seeing quite a bit of itchy eyes turning into itchy eyes turn into corneal ulcers, right? Yes. I mean, just just the just the just the way the horse is designed, right? They're they're designed with these big golf ball-sized eyeballs on both sides of their heads. They stick out from their heads. They're very prominent, so they can, so they're able to see whatever's going to come eat them, you know. And and. And so just just their placing and, and how big they are uh, predisposes them to being injured. And certainly this time of year, in the summer, late summer, um, when there's all kinds of bugs and everything and ir irritants in the air, 
we definitely see a lot of them. Um, corneal ulcers are uh, are nothing to mess with, nothing to um, take lightly in horses because they can really go bad quickly. Mm-hmm. So if you ever see your horse, uh, you know, a corneal ulcer, for those that don't know, is just basically an abrasion to the cornea that um, gets seeded with either bacteria or a fungal uh, material that, that then starts to ulcerate the cornea and it becomes very, it can become very painful. Painful, um, certainly if not uh, dealt with um, reasonably quickly can uh, lead to the worst worst cases loss of the eye or loss of vision right. of the eye so, right. so um, they that's are that's not fairly common though is it you, you don't that's see not common no. most of the time we're able to treat them and, and get on to them because um, you know it, it is obviously it's, it's noticeable for the owner as well typically typically your horse is going to show some pain signs meaning they're going to be holding the eye closed like oh my gosh that, that hurts like if you were to get a finger in the eye or you scratch your eye if you've ever scratched your own cornea, mm-hmm. it's really, really painful and it hurts. And so they act that way as well. So, um, you know, most most owners are, are very aware of that and, hey, something's going on. But if you see that, um, don't just uh, don't just brush it to the side and think, ah, it'll get better tomorrow um, because a lot of times they don't. So the sooner they can get looked, back, looked at, it's not necessarily an emergency, you know, kind of deal, but certainly within 24 hours, if you can get, get your doctor out there to, to look at those and, and, and evaluate what you got going on, your, your success rate is going to be a lot higher. And um, best thing to do, first of all, probably some warm water and wash the eye out and get it cleaned up as best you can because that's relatively harmless. You can wash the eye out, absolutely. Um, If you have any um, non-steroidals like Banamine or even Butte, Banamine works the best for those things. But if you have that in your first aid kit in the the barn or in the tack room, um, that that would be one of the first things to go to. And a a lot of people um, will have eye ointments. any of the triple or any of the antibiotic iron ointments are good as long as they don't have contain a steroid. Um, and uh, you can you can certainly start start applying that until your uh, until your veterinarian is able to get a look at and evaluate you know what's going on. There there are other things that can cause you know um, uh, the horse to hold their eye closed. Uveitis means just an inflammation in the eye. It might not necessarily have a corneal ulcer, but none of those things. If you put those you know if you put the triple antibiotic or any of the antibiotics in the eye are going to cause a problem if there is not an ulcer. So that's something that you can do, you know, in the meantime until your veterinarian is able to assess the situation. And then, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, but putting anything with a steroid in the eye when they've got an ulcer is, like, really bad, correct? Yeah, that's contraindicated, Joe. That's right. right. Um, So, yeah, you would not want to do that because that um, the steroid actually inhibits the healing process. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure what you're putting in uh, does not have a steroid in it, especially if they're holding their eye closed. And, uh, yeah, just make sure that that's correct. Yeah. And then usually if you catch it fairly early, um, is there a time period about a, a what, a 10-day period or so for them to start seeing some yeah. improvement? Or? Most of them, most of them will, uh, will resolve within two weeks. Um, certainly the younger horses, they, they can resolve in a few days mm-hmm. or even in 24 hours. Like, like if you have a foal or something like that, it's, it's amazing. Likewise, on the other end of the spectrum, um, there, uh, um, the older horses can take 
weeks, honestly. So, um, uh, weeks, three months, or I mean, three, three weeks to a month. Um, I've had some that have last longer than that. And we've had to, you know, actually do some minor surgical procedures to get them to heal up. But generally the younger horses or middle-aged horses, two weeks max. Um, but the older ones, if they're getting into their twenties can take a lot longer, but, um, yeah, so and it most can, of the can be a problem. most of the medications are several times a day, aren't they? For the for eye treatment, that's, three or four that's times. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, generally we say a minimum of four times a day with the ointments. Um, if you end up having to put a catheter in and, and do some of the some of the solutions, um, those can be very management intensive, and you end up having to basically those stuff throughout the 24-hour cycle of the day so you're even going into the night and overnight uh dosing some of those medications so um that sort of thing we'd like to stay away from because a lot of people are not set up to handle that situation and they and they are very management intensive right so absolutely catching it the sooner the better is really important and uh, one of one of the things we've just got one minute left but one of the things i was going to say is you know false sense of security like a fly mask can get you into trouble make sure you are regularly checking (laughs) under your fly mask checking your horse's eyes don't be like oh i got a fly mask no problem and then you've got a blind that's absolutely right yeah. yeah you got to lift up there and and look underneath those things because they can, you know, fly masks are great for the flies, but down here with the sand, they can get sand caked in there and that sort of thing. And you can't, you can't really just see the eyes as, you know, as you look at their horse with the fly mask on. So make sure you take that thing off and and look at what's going on underneath there. We got to wrap it up, Dr. K.L. Thank you so much for being with us again. Always very informative. And I learned something new today about ferrets. (laughs) We all did. Exactly. Thank you. We'll be talking to you again real soon. Thank you. You too. We'll be right back in just a few minutes with Madison and Joe. And we're going to talk a bit about raining. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. And Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, Plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden Inn, downtown Louisville. Thank you. It's something we want you to know at Seminole Feed Stores. We want to show you how much we care by having our annual customer appreciation sale, September 25th and 26th at our 40 West and Bellevue locations. We invite you to enjoy $2 off Seminole Wellness Horse Feeds, $1 off all Seminole Feeds, 15% off in-store items, and much more. Our 40 West location will also feature food trucks and a Grandview Clydesdale. Come see us September 25th and 26th with store hours at 40 West, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday, and 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Sunday. Our Bellevue location will be open from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturday. Find us on Facebook or Instagram at Seminole Stores. It's Seminole Stores Customer Appreciation Day. With a prize for every purchase, we make it easy to provide you the ingredients of a winner.
The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton. In the studio, I have special guest this week, Madison Rafus from the World of Reigning. She just definitely qualifies as a champion. Yes. And our champ, Rocco, <laughs> a.k.a. Joe Alberti. I haven't let him live that down since he no. told me that that was his middle name. So, uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Chestnut Hill Arabians and Ocala Stirrups, a program that is working towards really getting the public and the community involved in horses, understanding and learning about Arabians, open houses, lessons, boarding, training, you name it. Um, they do it all, and we're absolutely thrilled. They're in this community, part of the chamber here, where we have our equine studios, and uh, Joe and Jody, uh, who's normally in here co-hosting, do an absolutely phenomenal job, and we love them. So we're going to switch it up to Madison, and we're going to let Madison tell us how she started riding. I know you've got a great story. You've got a family <laughs> who are riding champs, uh, your mom and dad. Uh, your mom's here with you tonight, uh, Shannon, yes. and you guys have been... Uh, on the show before and it's been a while and we just want to catch yeah. up a bit but for the people who maybe didn't see you on before and Joe right. who's, who doesn't know your story how long have you been riding for? So I've been riding for pretty much my on. whole life um, my dad has been in horses for like basically his whole life too and like when he moved to Florida and my mom's been riding since like she was born I don't know yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, Pretty much the whole family's just always been in horses, so. So you've like been very fortunate to grow up with them. Yes. And it was almost like I didn't have a choice, but it's okay. <laughs> it I'm, was it's, okay. I'm okay with it. I know. Like, but if it wasn't your love, you wouldn't still be with it. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Because yes. when you you're coming you, up, you, you, know, you get to a certain age, and yeah. either you it's either in your blood or it's not. Yeah. You're, that's so true. That is that that you're right. Yeah. And and obviously you love it. It's what you you live for to do, yes. right? And. So you started out riding. Did you start out reining at what age? Um, I honestly don't know like how old I was the first time I like showed up like on my own. But mom, about um, how old was she? Five. 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 Um, so yeah, I was five, and then I guess I went through like this phase where like I really wanted to do English. Like it was like I was so really, and I still actually like enjoy doing it. What but, did like, mom and dad think about that? Not sure. We're okay I mean, with they it. were okay with it. I mean, I it's did good it to know both. So, like, hunt seat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when you say English, you mean like, like, like riding as a, as a, in a hunt seat? Well, I was like obsessed with like jumping. Like, oh, 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 okay. Just wanted you just to wanted to go over stuff. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I just wanted to go over things. So, um, I kind of like quit doing that. Um, last year, I showed in an English class at the AQHA Youth World. But I haven't done anything like English since. But but you tried it. Pretty much stuck with the raining and just 
We've started doing the ranch riding stuff for about two years now, so. The ranch riding stuff is fun as well. And huge. Uh, it's come into our industry, and it's huge. I have some clients that do some um, quarter horse ranch stuff mm -hmm. as well, and they love it. Yeah, they really fun. love it. It is really fun. So tell us a little bit about your horses. And we had a little fun with the name before yes. the show, don't right? Don't ask me don't, to say it again. No, come on, no, Joe. No, 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 no. What's his name? Come on, no. you can say it. Come on, you can do it. Wins. Wizen. Wizen. Boons. Maul. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what does that come from? Wizen Boons Maul. So his dad's name is Pepto Leap, and his Pepto. Pepto Leap, and his dad's dad, so his uncle. His grandfather. Oh, yeah. His dad's dad would be his grandfather. His paternal his grandfather. Grandsire. Yep. I mean, pretend I didn't say that. Um, is Pepto Boone's. <laughs> Pepto Boone's mom. And his mom's name is. She was a star. So oh, she was a star. Okay. So it's all put so together. Kind of was in Boone's uh -huh. mom. Kind of put I them guess, all together. I guess that's how that went. I didn't name him. But everyone's favorite name for him is his nickname, which is Peter the Great. Peter the Great. Peter the Great. Um, I love he that. He came to me yeah. with that nickname, and he's lived up to it. How old is he? Peter the Great. He's nine. And how old was he when you got him? Five. Okay. Five. So you've been riding him for a few years. Yes. In October, I'll have him for four years. So of all these trophies, and obviously there's a lot more of these at home, I'm sure, but um, which one of these kind of means the most to you and why? Yeah. Is that hard to say? Okay, I don't think... Mm, it's okay. a pretty great accomplishment yeah. thing, right? <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of like everyone's dream to win the Golden Globe. I don't know, that one meant a lot to me. Yeah. And this one I just won like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. And where did you win so, this one? Um, at the NSBA World, so National Snapple Association. Mm -hmm. And where was that? Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, so this one, I don't know, they all mean a lot. They they all mean and where, did you, and where yeah. did you win this they one? Have, um, the AQHA. Hey, that's 2020. Then. Oh, okay. So it was yeah. last year. So okay. These were, I think, I don't know which one. You've got to be like in the most winningest, right? Teenagers <laughs> in the reigning world. I don't know. Honestly, I really haven't. I know it's hard to say that about <laughs> no yourself, idea. right? Yeah. So this is for a ranch trail, so it's like. Trail stuff, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like obstacles. Three, three, one, three. She okay, won three, so three, three. Three. I won in the ranch trail, ranch riding, and the ranch rail. So, really? Yes. And then that's also ranch riding. And okay. the ranch riding is new for you? Yes, I did it for like the first time in 2019, I think, at Youth World. Mm -hmm. And I was tied for third, and the tiebreaker judge had me fourth. and my trainer for the ranch riding Bud Lion was like, if you could just practice this much more before the show, I bet you you could win. So last year I went to his house for a couple of weeks before the world show and I, he was right. Okay. <laughs> so. so what kind of things do you do in the ranch riding? I, I, funny story, I, my 35 year old horse who passed away um, this year was actually my trail horse all his life. He wasn't supposed mm -hmm. to be a show horse. I didn't buy him to show, but I showed him in in one gated pleasure show and he came third in the gated pleasure class he probably would have done a bit better but he was excited never done anything like that before and then out of 79 people 
who rode in the ranch class all day, like it was open all day and a judge was, mm -hmm. they swapped judges, but they had judges in the booth mm -hmm. all day and you just came and did it. He won it. Oh, that wow. Was 79 horses that were wow. at this fairground show. Wow. That and I was That's like, fantastic, yeah. <laughs> when they were like number 75, my mom was with me and she's like, blue, and I was like, <laughs> Am I really number seventy-five? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's I guess great. One, Sonny. Right, he was right. The only first ribbon that Sonny won in his whole life, but and he was... wasn't supposed to be a show horse. But it was fun, and I loved yes. that ranch class. That was so kind of going along with what you were saying. When I did the ranch rail at the NSBA World, um, you go obviously around the rail, and then you go in the middle, and you back up, and they judge you. So then we were all standing on the wall. And they only placed the top ten, and I couldn't tell you how many of us were in there. But um, they like they got down to the top three, and I was like getting nervous. And then they got down to like reserve, and it wasn't me. And I was like, there was um, a really nice lady sitting next to me, and she was like, "You've got this, you've got this." And I was like, "Oh, that can be the kiss of death sometimes." Like, yeah. I was like shaking, and then they said my number. I was crying. Oh, <laughs> I cried. really? <laughs> so that was the. That was the third class that he, I won, and then there was one more class after that, and he was done, and I was like, <laughs> That's great. How awesome. Yes. So you do you do, you do a variety of different ranch <clears throat> maneuvers yeah. in this class? I don't know if it's similar to what I did at the, oh, hold that thought. Sorry, that flew by. We only have a minute left, so I don't get into trouble. We're going to go to commercial breaks. Better to be early than late, apparently, according to Tom Schmidt. Um, so we'll come back in a minute, and Madison can answer that question. I've got some more. Uh, questions for as well and probably Joe does as well so stay with us on the Horse Talk Show and we'll be right back. Equestrians, it's time to take care of yourself as well as you do your horse. So get down to Pulse Center of Ocala. The PEMF wave is safe and it's a therapy that charges your cells and allows them to function at their fullest capacity so you heal much faster. Check them out at pulsecenterfl.com now and tell them you heard about it on the Horse Talk Show for a free demo. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our TV broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, got champions in the studio this week. Got champion Rainer, 
and ranch horse rider here, Madison Rafus. Also got Joe Alberti co-hosting, uh, filling in for Jody Everton this week. We love having him here from Chestnut Hill Arabians and the Ocala Stirrups program. Lovely to have you guys both with us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Madison, I was asking you a little bit about ranch horse riding for our listeners. Um, kind of just to learn what the what the difference is obviously most people know what reining is um it's fairly very well-known sport uh and you're you're a champion and we're going to talk a little bit about the the three you've crossed over i might have mom here to help me out in a second with so i don't forget one of them but um tell us just a little bit about some of the things you do in in ranch riding so in the ranch riding you have um a pattern set and you normally just different transitions like walk and then you um, <clears throat> trot and then extend the trot and then you'll have to like come back either down to a trot or you lope and then extended lope or canter <laughs> and um, like extend that and then come back down and then normally there's like a spin in there and you have to go over logs and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so when I did it, you had to go, you had to jog in, pick up a raincoat off a barrel. Mm -hmm. A lope from one barrel down three more barrels and put the raincoat on the last barrel and you had to go to the mailbox you had to open it take the mail out put the mail back in close it put the flag up then someone mm -hmm. walked up to you with a rope with a big long pole on the end of it uh -huh. and you had to drag, drag it that. in a big circle yeah. then you had to ride over a wooden bridge a little steep bridge then you had to take a rope and rope the fake bull horns mm -hmm. which I missed that wasn't Sunny's fault which is why <laughs> I thought there was no way we won and then what else did we have to do several other things then you had to jump off load your horse in the horse trailer back your horse back out get back oh, on wow. and gallop out wow. that was that a sounds... like a quite a competition oh that open sounds... and close a gate you had to go through a gate and not let go of the gate yes. you had to open it that and close it wouldn't that be like... fun to do yeah uh, oh yeah and we do i mean they do trail <laughs> not with the not with the getting in and out of a trailer but there are trail courses are super difficult yeah so uh, yes like extending the trot yeah. oh yes and then... very nice um, Beautiful. It's like his. Yeah, he's he good. He, yep, and he really overtracks because so they really they really want to see so them overtrack. His wow. thing that everyone talks about is his expression. And there's most of the time he has his ears up. Mm -hmm. So he just has like a really good expression. As he he's really adorable. So speaking of him, mm -hmm. champion Peter the yes. Great, love saying that. Would be <laughs> um, your mum was just mentioning in the break that. He has, he's a champion in the, um, help me, mum. AQHA. 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 NSG. Yes, uh, uh, well, okay, wait. Yes. <laughs> AQHA. AQHA, NRHA, and NSBA. That's it, all those letters. Yes. And that's unusual, right? There's not so many? I Fairly rare? I think there's, I think it's pretty rare, yes. Pretty rare? Is he one of the only few, Shannon? I can't imagine that we have a lot that cross over like that because NSBA doesn't have reining currently. Got so it. it takes kind of a special individual to, to cross all those genres. So sure. I, it would be interesting to see. To see, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty He's amazing. He's kind of a little bit like a rugged lark. A lot of people <laughs> yeah. hear right. lark, especially here in this area. Yes. He's kind of like that. He can do a little bit he of can. Everything. He's like a super horse. Yes. He can yes. do so much. So what about top of your bucket list, Madison, for what you... Um, obviously, crossing over all three of those is like a bucket list accomplishment yeah. right there. Yeah. Amazing to see him in action, right? Mm -hmm. Look at him, makes it look so easy. And he's just got a great personality, doesn't he? Yes, yeah. he is quite the person. He looks he like is. he likes his job and likes to show. Yes, he does, yes, and he, he likes does. her a lot. <laughs> Top of the bucket list, have you got one? Um, I'd say I want to, so we know the World Equestrian Center, um, 
there's the championship show coming up and they're having raining there. There hasn't been raining in Ocala in a long time. So I'm hoping to do well there. They have a freestyle two nights. Okay. Everyone loves to see the freestyle. Yes. So okay, watch that. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Because they just built a whole bunch of new barns for it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be fun to watch. So I'm hoping. To yes, do the well freestyle there. is very cool. You have to do something really cool. One year, one year at the U.S. Nationals, we had a guy who took his reins and put them on um, as handlebars, mm -hmm. and came in with <laughs> with sunglasses and a fake cigarette and flucked the cigarette at the judges. No. And, oh yeah. Randy. Oh. Yeah, that so it was very cool. One. Yeah. Yeah. How cool is that? So you're going to go to the Congress? Yes, we're going to the All American Quarter Horse Congress, and then come home for like. Days and then we go to WEC, but at least WEC is close. It's nice, like right, down right. The road, so, yep, that's going to be yeah. a busy time. So, will that be the first raining uh, anything at WEC, right? Because they just built yeah. all of those barns and those arenas yeah, for so the footing so that the rainers can slide and yes, all that. They just built the new arena for that and like the barriers and barriers in there too, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, well, that'll be exciting. And do you know how long it's been since raining's been here? Long gonna, time. I'm gonna say almost ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Really? Well, you're fourteen, and your first raining was here when you were five. So yeah. yeah. So ten years. Wow. Wow. That's Gosh, great. It's time for it to come back yeah, to the most absolutely. capital, isn't it? Uh, yes, for sure. And it's such a great, exciting sport to watch, and so fun. Yes. So so that that really so you fun. you kind of like to win at WAC, huh? It'd be nice to. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Look at her. Yeah. Oh my God. That's just priceless. The horse still stands in our front Are you serious? How old? Red. Red. Oh, you want to know a funny story? Mm. So I love funny stories. <laughs> no, it's not really funny. It's kind of like heartwarming. Um. So he has this thing when you go to get off of him, he'll nicker every time. Oh. And when I tried Peter, who looks a lot like him actually, they mm -hmm. look very similar. Um. When I tried him, and was trying to see if I wanted to buy him or not. Um, when I got off of him, he nickered, and I was like, "You were like, oh, so oh, done, oh. yeah." <laughs> that was it. That so done. <laughs> Isn't that oh, funny? that's very cool. Yes, that you knew. That's how you knew was the one. Yeah. That was it, right? So, how old is the is the other one, Red? Um, he's. 23, 24 oh my years, goodness. Like that. And then that was my horse. That is Mac. Mac? He's 20, 20 now. He's 20. Oh. He was my horse after Red and then came Peter. Like and where did, where did Peter come from? Was he local? So Peter came from Canada. Oh, okay. Hey. Um, Shay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey. Yes, so he came from Canada. Um, so, so did you guys fly there to try him? I don't know. No, um, she actually met us at the All American Quarter Horse Congress. Oh, okay. So you tried him there. Perfect. Yes. I don't know how much time we have, but it's a funny story because she actually messaged my mom and was like, "I think your daughter and this horse would get along really well." Oh wow! And so we actually had nothing to do with it. She reached out to us, and, and we she passed was on, on the first time. And I had a horse for about six months, and then we sold him. And um, my mom reached back out to her and was like, would he still be available? And then she met us at Congress and the horses. Wow, that's fantastic. Sister. And she was right on about how, how you two, <laughs> yes. you know, would you, interact. You, can, you can ride, you know, you can ride good horses and you can be a good rider and you can have a good ride. But when there's yeah. that perfect match and mesh, it, actually, it gives me look. I get, yep. I get goose pimples because when there's that perfect mesh, this is what happens. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and yep. clearly you two are, yeah. you know, it are a match. It was kind of funny because 
uh, mom and dad tried him the night before and they didn't love him. They weren't like in love with him and I tried him the next night and I was like, no, no I, I really like him. Any Winnie. He was good for him. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was just what <laughs> right. That was yeah. it. And you know, that, that very, I see that happen a lot. We have just one minute left in this segment, but I see that happen a lot with horses that match somebody mm -hmm. perfectly, but they don't match necessarily everybody. You know Correct. that. Correct. Horses like that. Yep. That you're like, that's not acting like my horse at all, right. you right. know? Yep. But it's just the personalities yeah. don't match. So isn't yeah. it perfect when you find the right one? And this. <laughs> is amazing. You and Peter the Great are amazing. I hope yes, you'll stay absolutely. with us. We have a few yes. more segments left, a couple more segments left. We're going to talk to Joe, and Madison can interview him about Chestnut oh. Hill Arabians. <laughs> stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest, Alfalfa. We're here at the CEP Studios in downtown Ocala, in the horse capital of the world. Got a couple of champions here, and chatting to Madison Rafus and about Peter the Great and all of this. And uh, we have Joe Alberti here. I call him Rocco. <laughs> I haven't let him live it down. Uh, from Chestnut Hill Arabians and the Ocala Stirrups Program, where we were last week for the CEP ribbon cutting, which I thought was absolutely incredible, wonderful experience. Lots of people came out and got a chance to listen to the chattering Arabians in this wonderful, beautiful, spotlessly clean environment. Mm -hmm. cleaner than my house. Not saying that's like anything, really, but there's Joe with his very large scissors. Um, <laughs> And uh, a great photograph there, and we got to cut the ribbon there with, um, which horse did we have? We had Pharaoh. We had Pharaoh, yep. yes. Pharaoh joined in the ribbon cutting, and I think he really enjoyed being part of that whole experience there. He at, did. Uh, at Chestnut Hills. But you really are actually, I want to say like it's the gift of the gab, or maybe it's just because you're so educated in the Arabian world and the horse world, you just know so much that you just give the most wonderful down-to-earth history of the Arabians. So you. let's start with that for our listeners and just kind of share 
how the Arabians are. So look how much he liked the ribbon cutting. He really enjoyed it. I think the biggest thing that people don't uh, know about Arabian horses is that they are the only pure breed. So, you know, every other horse when you go... Don't tell Peter the Great. (laughs) (laughs) Every other horse when you go back in its pedigree, you'll eventually find an Arabian. If you go back in Thoroughbreds, Quarter Horses, Morgans. Um, So when you um, go back in an Arabian's pedigree, you will go all the way back to Desert Bread. So there's no other breed in there. So they're the only pure breed, and which is really why I think they're a big gift. And I think what also makes us very unique is that we also register our half Arabians. And so our half Arabians are registered. They have registration papers. They are worth just as much, if not more sometimes, than the purebred Arabians. I think that's cool. And you can take a half Arabian, and, and there's a 29-time national champion right there, Magnus Z, who's a half Arabian. And you could breed that half Arabian over and over and over again, but you will never get a purebred. It will never be be a purebred. Um, so to have a purebred Arabian, both sire and dam must be, must be a purebred. And to ha- be a registered half Arabian, one, si- one parent must be a purebred Arabian. Okay. You can have a half Arabian, half saddlebred, but you can have three quarters, seven eighths, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, and this horse that there's a picture up right now, that's Pharaoh CRF, who is a really unique horse um, owned by uh, Colby and Raul Hernandez of Morriston. What makes this horse so unique is, first of all, he's one of the only horses in our breed that has been a national champion, a reserve national champion in main ring halter, in sport horse in hand, and in performance halter. Um, there's nobody else that's done that yet. Wow. And for him oh to God, be at a... two people in yeah, here exactly. with like... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, cow is the place, man. It is, isn't it? I'm surrounded. So it's so amazing. For that horse to come in the ring the way he did right before I got on him bareback and flip his tail and snort and blow and really be super charismatic and then... It wasn't even two minutes later I, I walked in on him, you know, bareback like this just to really show everybody that they can they can really change right away. And it was so funny because when we brought him back to put the bridle on him, you know, his tail was still up and some of my employees were like, are you sure you want to get on him? And, and I was like, he'll be fine. And, you know, the minute the minute I put that bridle in his mouth, he was like, oh, okay, it's time to be quiet yeah. now. And that's just time what makes... my job. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what makes these horses great. And unfortunately, when people see them acting like this horse is acting right now, um, this is exactly what we want them to do. We want their tails and heads up. We want them to snort and blow. We want them to be animated. So when people think that they are high strung and all of these other things that they say about them, but this is what we want them to be, right? This is why we show these horses and um, these this tail carriage that you're seeing on the TV screen right now is all natural. There's been no enhancement. That is what Arabians do because they only, they have one less vertebrae in their back. So because they have shorter backs and one less vertebrae, when they move, their backs instantly tighten, which makes their tails go up. Um, so it's not like a, like a tail set or anything like that. That's just what they do naturally. Um, and these horses know that this is what they're supposed to do, and um, they get excited for it. You know, they, they, they really enjoy it. Um, and they I, do love it, you can they, tell. They absolutely do, and, and, and they, they love doing this. And then, you know, like we did with the little girl, and then we sat her up on Pharaoh, and, and he was great for it, and we, you know, everybody got a chance to feed some carrots. And I think it's really important that people understand that they can be the family horse. They are, they are the versatile breed. You know, they can do it. There we go. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, th- this is a seven-year-old Arabian stallion who has foals on the ground, who has been a halter horse. 
I mean, with a little three-year-old, with a yeah, a with a little girl sitting <laughs> on him, who you know, I mean, and he's just happy as a clam, and and that that is just what it's all about. These Good these time. horses are really. She was so excited. Trouble. You started a whole Absol- thing right absolutely, there. Absolutely, absolutely. You know what? I'll tell you something. I, you know, I went up to Joe and I, I interrupted him while the while the horse was out there in the ring, and I said, "Hey, Joe, could you come over here and let Isley have a." have a little ride, you know, just for a minute. Can she just sit up there? And Joe didn't even hesitate. He didn't go, ooh, uh, mm, uh. He went, sure. And he said, hold on a minute, excuse me, uh, to Ben. And, right. and came right over and went, and I'll, I'll tell you something that you really, you, you've almost made me cry. It was the way you got down at, to her level, eye to eye, had a conversation with her, told her what you were doing, let her know everything was okay, and I was like, this is one of the reasons that I love Joe. Oh, thank you. Because that was so sweet, the way you were with her, and the way you you interacted with her and got her to like, you know, communicate with you, and she was shy. She, she was shy, three, of, of course, and, you know, and, we had, and I had people. never met her, and yeah. you know, I didn't want her to, you know, this, this should be a great experience for, for everybody, and especially for young children. And so, you know, they're big animals, they're intimidating, and, and all of that. So I, I always think that the more we can put everybody at ease, and you know, even when people come to our farm for like a lesson type situation, you know, we make sure that the lesson horses that we have are calm and quiet, and that they can, you know, people can have a great experience on them because, you know, nobody wants to do it if they're scared. I mean, yeah, there's exactly. no fun in it in that aspect. So we want to make sure that everybody feels safe. And I think if you feel safe and once you've done it a couple of times, then you realize, oh, this this isn't such a big deal. You know, this is kind of fun. And I always say to the little ones when I put them up, I'm like, doesn't it look, doesn't it look different from up here? You know, because they are really little. I mean, she's really tiny. And so, you know, when they get at such a different vantage point from being up there, um, you know, to me, this is really what it's all about. And, and if we don't start encouraging new people to come into whether it be Arabians or just horses in general, you know, yeah. 20 years ago, there was so many more horses in mainstream TV and going back even further than that 30, 40 years ago yes. with Flicka and, you yes. know, all of the Black Stallion yeah. and all of those kinds of things. And today, you know, everybody's like this on their phone. Right. And so I think it's also really great to get young people out there um, off the couch. They get to get a little dirty. And I think they learn that, you know, there's a relationship with a horse and rider, as I'm sure you can attest to, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people who are into other sports, they can go and dribble a basketball until their fingers bleed and they can they can hit a baseball and you know till the cows come home. But you're dealing with another animal and you have to be able to relate to them and you have to understand that sometimes you're having a bad day and maybe that's why they're having a bad day. Sometimes they're having a bad day as well. Um, and so I really think it teaches kids a lot of of just a give and take and how to deal with a relationship, whether it be another friendship, relationship with the parents. And it's a huge responsibility, as you know, right? It, it takes up almost all of your time. Mm-hmm. So the parents- We were like, just talking about that right before, right. actually before you arrived and Shannon was saying, we're it, you know, we're it. We're like the mucking, feeding, Right. You know, we're it. But it also keeps, if you're if you're really into it, it keeps you really um, busy. Mm-hmm. So it keeps you out of a lot of bad stuff. Um, and when you can accomplish things like this, then you realize that hard work and dedication really do get you somewhere. Yeah. So good. I think that's a really important thing. Joe knows what that means now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> we got to take our last break, and uh, we're going to come back, and we're going to wrap it up talking a little bit more about um, Chestnut Hills and their programs and kind of their plans. And then um, during the break, Madison's going to come up with, like, a really amazing question for Joe about the Arabian breed. <laughs> and we'll put her right on the spot again. At least I'm giving her the break to think about it. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show, a couple of quick uh, reminders about the summit coming up in November, November 23rd, that is Horse Farms Forever, conversations about conservation, and um, that's going to be at Ocala Breeder Sales starting at 11 a.m. Make sure you sign up for that. It's very, very important that we preserve our farmland that is part of our equine initiative here at the CEP, partnered with Horse Farms Forever. We are at the CEP Equine Studios and certainly are all about the equine initiative and preserving the industry, including our culture and the farms. So make sure you check that out. You can go to Horse Farms Forever uh, website and you can click the link to the summit and sign up for that. Very important to be part of that. Don't forget that Seminole Feed Stores uh, wants to appreciate their customers. So 25th and 26th of September, you can come to Customer Appreciation Day, get to see a Grandview Clydesdale as well as save lots of money on specials they'll be running to appreciate you for that weekend. So don't forget that. Mark that on your calendar right away. Uh, in the studio with me, I have Madison Rafer. She is a champion <coughs> reiner with her champion, Peter the Great. And I've also got Joe Alberti with me, who's also a champion. Champion horses 29 times, one of them, right? Uh, at Chestnut Hill Arabians and the Ocala Stirrups Programme. We've been talking a little bit about the Arabian breed, just kind of trying to educate our listeners. Really, there are a lot of misconceptions about the Arabians. <clears throat> and one of the things I commented on when I was at the Equine 101 was having years and years of being with a horse that was so full of himself and had to be in the lead. I always said he'd have won the Triple Crown if he'd have been a thoroughbred because no one could ever get past him. High energy, but able to just be sweet like a big puppy dog in your lap and and the arabian breed is a lot like that very they, they are they're very personable you know remember they were they were bred with the bedouins and they were they're a smaller statue because they were bred to be in the tents with the bedouins so they are very personable they really do like human connection which is also why you know at the farm we have 40 horses no more um you know i know Every horse that's at that farm, I know its name, I know its birth date, I know its sire, I know its dam, I know its pedigree, I know what it eats. Um, there's my old stallion sticking his tongue out. Oh. <laughs> that shadow facts. Oh, uh, Imagine Photography took that. Yes, she did a great Madrid. job. She, she really did a wonderful job. Yeah, beautiful. But so they, they really do thrive on human interaction. And so for me, it's really important at the farm that the people that work at the farm are there because they want to be there. It's not just a job. So these horses do get a lot of interaction and a lot of personal care 
there. And, you know, again, this is a 15-year-old stallion. He's a two-time reserve national champion Aww. stallion. And he's just hanging out with these people who he's never met before. And, you know, again... Layla, that's Layla. Yeah, I mean, it's just fantastic that, you know, to show people that these Arabians are not what other people kind of have made them out to be. Um, and those are two weanlings that we have that are um, getting ready for a horse show um, that's actually going to be at WAC in November. Um, but, and, you know, so there are a lot of misconceptions. And what we're really trying to do is to teach people that... These really are beautiful horses, but they also can be family horses, they can be pet horses, and they can be show horses. They can do a little bit of everything. Um, they are the versatile breed, so they do everything from you know endurance to dressage to jumping to stock seat, saddle seat, hunt seat. Um, and you know they, they do a little bit of everything. Uh, Madison's got a question for you about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so talking about how versatile they are, like what's your favorite thing to do with them? So. My favorite thing to do with them is show Huddle. them in, is show them <laughs> yeah is show them in hand. Uh, that really is my um, my first passion. Um, I think when I was younger, we started with quarter horses and, and we had a poco pine bred horse and we did some quarter horse shows and you know the barn that we were at the halter horses were always like ooh the halter horse you know they were just it was like a big deal and so that was really impressive to me and I think because I've been riding horses since I was basically like a like two. Um, so when I got into the Arabians, the first Arabian that I had was a long yearling. And so I couldn't really do anything with him other than showman halter. And so it was something so different. You know, I felt like I had been riding forever. And of course, in my mind, you know, I was 12 and knew it all about riding. So that was just, you know, old hat. But the halter thing was so new and cool to me. And so I really, really loved that. And so I would think that's probably my biggest passion. My biggest drive is showing people in our breed, they feel that a lot of the halter horses cannot be riding horses. Um, and so we have really proven that time and time again. Or a matter of fact, that 29-time national champion is a 29-time national champion in halter. And at the Midsummer Nationals, he just won his very first national top 10 in um, sport horse show hack under saddle um, with Stephanie Simonson, my assistant. So um, and he's been a multi-regional uh, winning in, as a hunter as well and as a side saddle horse. So it's really important to me that we show people that the Arabians who are great halter horses can also be really great riding horses. And we've really tried to do that um, time and time again at the farm. And Farrow himself, the horse that the little girl rode, um, is also a multi-regional champion and a Scottsdale top 10 in the hunt seat division and, and is a great halter horse. So that would, that would be my passion, I would say, about what I like to do with the Arabian horses. Yeah. And I see that a lot at like the NQHA shows, all the halt horses, I feel like they've been trying to get out there more that they do ride them, so you'll see them like kind of out there like just kind of trotting them around. Right. So like this really is a rideable yeah. horse, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a like, great question though, really. The world champion halter horses, I feel like they, they like pony them a lot, you know, but. Right. And, and, and I, for me, I think it's really important just for them mentally. You know, not every great halter horse is going to be a great performance horse as far as from a show standpoint just mm -hmm. and vice versa. But it's a horse and it really should be broke and it really should be ridden. So, um, and just from a conditioning standpoint, you know, I mean, my God, how many years can you go around in a circle or, or just be ponied <laughs> off another horse? So yeah. teaching them how to, you know, getting them broke and being able to trail ride them and just ride them in general, it's so much better for their minds. And quite honestly, after they do a lot of performance, especially if they're showing in performance, performance, when they come back to the halter thing, they're usually like, oh, this is so easy. This is so much easier than that. So I'm going to do this really good. Um, and so that's what real, we really like about it. And, and, you know, 
our breed has gotten a little specialized over the years, and so I think it's important that we keep reminding people that they are the versatile horse and they should be able to do more than one thing, especially at one horse show. Yeah. Um, and so a couple years ago, um, I had a heifer Arabian gelding that actually that I bred that's by my stallion that was national champion in the um, Hunt Seat Select Division, um, national champion in the heifer Arabian Open Halter and heifer Arabian Amateur Halter, all at the same horse show. Um, so that's, that's a really big part of it for me. Uh, and I just, you know, we're, we're just trying to encourage people to get involved, like I said, specifically with Arabians, but just with horses. Ocala is such a great area. Um, there's so much, it offers so much. And so I think that it's really important that we keep people, we keep new blood coming into the yes. horse industry. I agree 100%. How do people find you, Joe? Chestnut Hill Arabians on Facebook, Ocala Stirrups also. Both of us are both on Facebook. Yeah. ChestnutHillArabians.com is our website. Um, and uh, that's probably the easiest place you can find us. There's also the um, Ocala Stirrups has a Facebook, has a page on our website as well. Um, and uh, Jody Everton also has a Facebook page. Joe Alberti, I also have a personal Facebook page. So we also always encourage, you know, when we first moved to the farm six years ago, I said, you know, the gate's always open. And so I think it's really important to people to know that, you know, make an appointment, stop by. We love visitors. We love showing people the Arabian horses, um, seeing the farm. You know, it's, we're very proud of it. And, uh, and so we love to have people stop by and see all of that. Really important. Uh, love that they have um, got. You can actually see up there Chestnut Hill Arabians. Um, that's chestnuthillarabians.com. I can't believe Gigi just said one minute. How can we be done? I, I just want to tell my champions so much. Thank you so <laughs> thank much you. for being here. Thank you for Joe, having us. Co hosting. Please come back and co host anytime. Absolutely. Even come back with Jody. Okay. You we know, we may not get a word in edgewise, but we'll try it. But we'll have fun doing it. <laughs> And Madison, thank you so much for thank sharing you. your world. Congratulations yes. to you on thank this you. and so many more yes. trophies. Such you an accomplishment. and your family are a uh, absolute joy to have here in Ocala in the horse capital as Chestnut Arabians also. Uh, these people are what make us who we are, for real. Yes. It's incredible. So thank you for joining us this week. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around until the same time next week.